Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Uh, we're going to be speaking today, one of my favorite group of people. I adored nurses. I grew up with nurses. I, My friends are nurses. I probably should have went and become a nurse because they are definitely my tribe. And they have done so much to save my life over the course of the last 50 plus years. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about, you know, what is the nephrology nurse's role in the center of in-center dialysis. And today we have Molly Real. Uh, she is a dialysis nurse with Fresenius Kidney Care Clinic in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So welcome to the show, Molly. Thank you. You know, I wanted to just, you know, I always like to ask this question. You know, why did you decide to become a nurse and why did you cho- choose dialysis? Well, you know, I, let's see, about 18 years ago, I knew that I wanted to be in the healthcare field and I just wasn't quite ready to dive into school. So I became a CNA and I worked as a CNA for a little bit under a year. That's, it just wasn't for me. And then I heard about dialysis. Uh, my aunt and what actually, is a CNA? What is a CNA? Oh, sorry. It's a certified nursing assistant. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So it's a quick certification that you can get. Um, A lot of CNAs work in long-term care and in in our nursing homes. They can work in the hospitals. So I tried that, and it just wasn't really for me. And my aunt was working as an administrator in uh, dialysis at a company called Midwest at the time. So I thought, oh, let's give it a shot. So I applied, and I got a position, and I was a dialysis technician. So dialysis technician for 15 years, and I just knew that I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more for my patients, and I knew it was going to be a long-term career for me. Um, So I went back to school and got my nursing degree and just fell in love with dialysis as soon as I started. (laughs) You know, it does kind of get in your blood, doesn't it? It really does. And I always tell people it's for some people and it's not for others. Either you love it or you hate it. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the reasons it it is is because, you know, you spend so much time with the people you care with. And you, 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 it's impossible not to, you know, create bonds with them. I mean, I, you know, I think of some of my nurses are closer than family members (laughs) because they see me at my best and my worst, you know? And, and so if you like that kind of connection, it's, it's really important. So I always, you know, cause there's, there's a nephrology nurse shortage. There's a nursing shortage. There's a shortage of everything. Did you work and go to school at the same time? What was that experience like? I did. I did. And I have um, two young kids at home and I married. So my husband was basically a single dad <laughs> while I went to school and worked. It was tough. But in the long run, you know, I, when I look back at what we went through for two years, I am so happy that I did what I did because um, now I can reach my patients in a different dynamic, um, be able to educate more and really help them day to day more than I could as a PCT. Well, and, you know, technicians, uh, it's a great 
vocation to get into and then, you know, move up the ladder because, I mean, obviously nurses get paid more than technicians. So if you want more financial stability, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, further your education, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And I say, you know, PCTs, I... They are at the heart of what we do or the core of what we do every single day in our dialysis facilities. We could not function without them. Um, And so I lean on them as a nurse so often because they they get to interact with them individually a little bit more than we do as nurses because I have, you know, more patients to see and it's more quick. So I loved being a technician and I just knew I wanted to do more and I did it. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, you know, we have to grow or we die, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I have a very fond memory of um, when I was on in center for a while um, mm-hmm. of a technician and he introduced me to plants and zombies app <laughs> and game. And I have to tell you, it really was a lifesaver. It distracted me to get through the whole treatment. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so it is. They get to know you, and you know it's 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 really wonderful when you have that camaraderie. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, we're talking about an in-center dialysis nurse today because I think a lot of people, you know, there's different specialties, and you're working in a center. So t- talk a little bit about what your responsibilities are. Just being a part of the the treatment, uh, being present. So as an in-center dialysis nurse, you have dialysis technicians that are there that are working under your license. So it's supervising their tasks and then also making sure that your patients are getting the best care possible. And that goes by making sure that your foot checks are getting completed and your medication reviews because those things are so important for our patients because... We want to know how to care for them. And if we don't know what medications they're on and we're not updating that, that's just so huge on another way that we can take the best care of them. And also just being there for my patients. If it's, you know, a holiday weekend and they come in and they're up a ton of fluid, just saying, hey, talking to them and, and trying to have be empathetic to the fact that they're on dialysis and talking about ways that we can help control fluid, what are suggestions, making sure that I am using my whole care team, dietitians and social workers to help care for our patients. So just kind of the day-to-day is, is really all of it. And then, of course, doing assessments, making sure that we're really listening to our patients, making sure that we're doing that thorough assessment so that we know how to care for them, giving medications, and then again, just being support and kind of being that that charge person on the floor. Well, and I think a, a lot of times um, when I was in dialysis, you know, the patients didn't understand the, the difference between a nurse and a technician. And nurses and technicians have very different roles. Uh, mm-hmm. A nurse is somebody who, right, you have to assess and listen to the lungs and check the feet and, you know, look at for an infection and uh, mm-hmm. give medications. And, and then the technician has a different role where, you know, some of them may interact, but they're not qualified to do certain things. They're not allowed to do it with the licensing. So mm-hmm. just so people know, like, um, you know, your technician can't give you your medication. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. So the nurse is the one listening to the lungs, listening to your heart, checking to see what kind of swelling you have because we use all of those things to see 
if there's maybe some extra fluid that needs to be taken off. And there's lots of questions that we ask as nurses. Um, are you short of breath? Have you had any chest pain? Have you had any nausea or vomiting? That helps us to assess and see what's happening for you. If that means your treatment is doing what it needs to be doing, or if you have some fluid that needs to be removed, and we're seeing that in our assessment, if our, if my patient says to me, well, I'm short of breath, and I see that your blood pressure is really high, I can take a look at that and go, oh, well, how's your appetite been? So that's really the biggest part of the nurse in the facility is making sure that we're really getting good assessments on our patients because if we don't, our patients can have, you know, too much fluid on, which will end up, you know, really putting them in the hospital because when you have that kind of fluid on you, your body, your heart works so hard to get all that blood full of fluid pumped through your body, which increases your blood pressure, which makes you feel crummy, which makes you short of breath. And nobody wants to feel that way. So that's such a big part of the nursing role in our facilities. Congestive heart failure is no fun. I can I can tell you that. <laughs> I cannot imagine that it is. <laughs> in my course of, of, you know, five decades with this illness, I've definitely experienced it. It's no fun. Um, I'm what, sure. What questions do you wish more patients would ask you? I think that I would like them to ask, you know, when when we do talk about, I know I keep going back to it, but it is such a huge part for our patients is um, fluid. I wish that they would maybe ask for more suggestions or be open, especially when I have the dietitian come to them for ideas. Or in addition to that, you know, asking things like, well, why is my machine beeping? Or what do those numbers mean? Because I think it's so important for my patients to know what's happening and what kind of care they're receiving and be confident in what we're doing. So I think it's so important for so many dialysis patients to be educated on what's happening. And that's what they're, we're there for, is to explain the things that are happening on your machine. Well, and I think, you know, knowledge is power. And I had a person who sat next to me all the time and they were constantly moving their arm and you know and wondering why the machine was beeping all the time I'm like Mm -hmm. it's it's connected (laughs) okay um uh, um and, and and this is a little quiz and I think you'll get it right what is the number one complaint of people in a dialysis unit they're cold. They're freezing. <laughs> They're always cold. And we're always sweating. I know. I mean, I think it is like, you know, it could be one of those Hatfield and McCoy's type of stories. Um, Absolutely. Um, it is. And I've been that cold. It's like an internal cold. And a, a mm-hmm. lot of it has to do with it, you know, because you have a bunch of blood out of your body because you're exactly. dialyzing. You're not yep. moving. And if you're sitting under a, a vent, <laughs> yep. uh, exactly. it's, um, you have to be prepared. And I mean, it's, it's just not a, a fun feeling. But um, how, do you, how do you respond to that if a patient says, I'm cold? So a lot of times, um, especially when we have a newer patient, we always try to make sure that they know, hey, you can bring a blanket with you. Or every once in a while, we might have uh, a new admission blanket hidden somewhere that I can track down for somebody if they don't have one. So 
But of course, I'm always suggesting like, oh, hey, let me, if they have a blanket, hey, let me help you cover you up. I just need to be able to see your access in your face or suggesting that they bring something with them. Or even if it's a warm day outside saying, hey, wear sweatpants. I know it's hot outside, but you know you're going to be cold inside. So I try to suggest that and see if that helps or, or with our patients that have an access in their arm. I tell them, you know, you can wear like knitted gloves to help that coldness in your hands. Or if, you know, I do take a look at the thermostat and see, well, what is it set for? And just try to accommodate them and make them as comfortable as I can. Well, I know it is because you're running around and everybody in the staff is really hot. So it's the biggest problem in dialysis, I think. But uh, I just became aware of in the last year, this gentleman created this blanket called the Cozy. It's a little oh, bit expensive, yeah. but um, hey, it's got a power pack on it and because you can't, you know, plug things in when you're on dialysis. That would be a nightmare if everybody was plugging blankets yep. in. Um, but it's got a portable battery that you can charge your cell phone on, too. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, you know, have your own heated blanket, uh, which sounds pretty good. <laughs> it does. Yeah. You know, I've also had patients who have, like, an access in their arm, they'll, they have dialysis. It can be a little expensive, I think, but you can go online and purchase dialysis sweatshirts exactly, or shirts. And they have like zippers that open where your access is and you can choose where you want that zipper to go. Exactly. I've also had patients take like old sweatshirts and cut a hole in them. Yeah, put uh, some Velcro, do a DIY project. Exactly. Yep get pretty creative. I've also had patients who knit like a half sleeve so that they can put it just on their lower arm. <laughs> right. You you have to get creative and it's you just have to do a little bit of work. And I knew one clinic, it was they really tried to help their patients by putting a heated light over words and mm. and then the patient flipped the light on and they could put it on, but they actually got a little sunburned. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I know, I know. You know, no good deed goes unpunished, right? Right. Come to Uh, dialysis, get dialysis, and get a tan. Exactly, exactly. They had very fair skin, and, the you know, you just don't think of certain things that they were laying there and, you know, were were baking in the sun, but they felt good. (laughs) Um, You know, one of the issues we constantly hear is, you know, I don't want to stay for my whole treatment. Um. You know, just touch on that. I mean, how important that is. And what do you say to patients? Like, uh, I got to, I, I, I can't hang here anymore. That is a common thing, right? It's not easy to come in and sit in a chair for four hours. But I try to educate patients. I think what we forget, because we focus so much on fluid, is we forget about what our kidneys do for us. So when we have functioning kidneys, our kidneys remove toxins and fluids from our body. And when we don't have functioning kidneys, we rely on a dialysis machine to do that for us. So the time that is is prescribed to you from your doctor is not only to get rid of fluid. Because sometimes what I'll hear is, well, I'm only up one kilo. I shouldn't have to stay for four hours. So what I try to do is educate and say, hey, dialysis does two things for you. It removes toxins and it removes fluids. And because your kidneys aren't functioning 24-7, you're only here. Really, this is like your kidney. This is your lifeline. So we're doing this in three, maybe three days 
where someone who has fully functioning kidneys are doing it 24-7. So that time is to make sure that your blood is getting cleaned and you're getting rid of those toxins to put you back to a healthy state. So that time is not only for the fluid, it's also for those toxins. And then also just kind of trying to find things that are that can occupy them while on treatment. If they like to listen to music, if there's a certain channel they like to watch, I make sure to put that on. Um, some of our patients, depending on where their access is, they bring in um, like something to knit or read or listen to a podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Something to get by in the time. <laughs> well, you know, we're so lucky now because you can binge Netflix shows. There is exactly. so many <laughs> shows to binge. I mean, and before you know it, it's, you know, three hours have gone by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because uh, I could never sleep on dialysis. That was my problem. I maybe I'm, you know, too much in control where I feel like, oh, I just I had a hard time sleeping. But that's the best if you can, you know, get a, a little bit of sleep if it doesn't interfere with your nighttime sleep. So I always like to ask this: if you had to choose a dialysis treatment, which would you choose? Oh, that is tough. You know, I think that. Right now, I would say I would choose um, an at-home dialysis. I would probably go with PD if I could. If that wasn't an option for me, I would go with um, home next stage and dialyze at home. Because of the dialysis experience that I have, I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, But honestly, I can see how dialyzing at home can be scary for some patients. Right. And just letting them know that we're here for them and we're here to educate, we're here to support. So if I had to choose whether I have dialysis experience or not, I think I would choose to dialyze at home. Well, and it's interesting. I often hear from a lot of my peers is they like to go in center because they like the camaraderie and they like the nurses (laughs) and Mm -hmm. the technicians, (laughs) you know, so you guys are kind of, you know, creating your own, you know, issues of not people going home because you're, you're so much, you know, so much family to them. They, they like that support. And we can uh, be entertaining too. (laughs) Oh, I, you know, I'll never forget when, you know, my, my whole healthcare team dressed up for Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun because you could just, you know, see their personalities coming out. And, and you know, when you're sitting there in a dialysis chair for three or four hours, your hearing really improves. So you can literally hear everything in the clinic, right? <laughs> and, oh, we know. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, and it's, you get to really see people, you know, and, you know, just see who they are, and you become to just get so attached to them. I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful profession to choose. Can you talk about a patient that, you know, has inspired you? Or I'm sure there's several, but does one come to mind? Yeah, um, I, I was thinking about that. So, you know, I've come across so many patients in my, what, 18 years of dialysis experience um, that I just love and enjoy working with and so much that I've learned by working in different facilities. But one patient comes to mind. She, at the time I was working at a really big, uh, it was like a 25 chair unit. So a decent sized unit. And she was in new admission and I was a technician at the time. And she was young. She was 18 years old. 
she had came from Children's Hospital and was going to start dialyzing with us in the adult outpatient facility. And my manager at the time asked me to take care of her. And I just remember her walking back and she looked so young. She, I mean, she was holding a teddy bear and her blanket and she was scared. And I, my heart just stopped looking at her. She looked like she was 14 years old and she was scared. Her mom was with her. So they, I brought them back. I tried to talk to her and just explain everything that I was doing And I think after that, just seeing how young she was and knowing how much she had gone through because she had been on dialysis her whole life. This is all she knew. And seeing that just really moved me. And then after that, she always requested that I took care of her. So I think it was that moment of establishing that relationship and being there for her and having that empathy that I did that just moved me to know what a, what a difference we can make by being there for our patients in any way we can, whether that means just sitting with them and being quiet or talking to them when they need to be talked to. So from then on, she always loved me taking care of her. And I that was just so positive to me. And I've had other patients like that too. So I think it just shows you how much you can make a difference in our patients' lives by just being kind. Well, and you know, there's that saying, and I give this at presentations, patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. And it's so true. If you can get the patient's trust, um, and they trust you, and, you know, and that's being honest with them too, you know, being, hey, you know, um, uh, Letting them know that, you know, God, you're eating all this salt and, you know, going out at night. I care about you, but you're going to you're going to really hurt yourself. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, just having an an honest conversation um, is so important. And, you know, I I can assess somebody in a couple minutes by (laughs) if they smile when they come in and see me. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's, you know, a lot of a lot of communication is nonverbal. So um, it's very important to make eye contact and, and, you know, just acknowledge the patient that, you know, hey, you know, hi, I see you. (laughs) You're not invisible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my favorite things about dialysis is that continuity of care, that I get to work with the same patients Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I get to know them so well, like you said, where... I can tell if something's not quite right by how they say good morning or how they say hello because I know them so well because I've cared for them. And I think that's one of my favorite things about working in dialysis. Exactly. It is. Uh, Many of my nurses that cared for me had like this sixth sense, like, you know, what's going on with you? You know, you're you're holding your mouth wrong or something like a... Exactly. (laughs) I'm fine. You know, then that was like, (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) That was like, I'm in dire distress right now. Please help me. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the secret code that they had to understand. So what do you find most challenging and rewarding about your job? Um, I think we talked, or, you know, we had mentioned how short-staffed we are right now. I think, and I think that is everywhere. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now. 
Um, but as a whole, just being able to manage m- my day to day, making sure that I spend enough time with each one of my patients and give each one of my patients attention every single day. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest challenges because every day changes. So sometimes, you know, this patient over here might need more attention that day than the patient on the other side of the room. So that's a big challenge, being able to be in all the places all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the most rewarding is my gaining my patient's trust and them wanting to come back or when I go and help at other clinics and then I, and then I'm not there and then I come back, they're like, Oh my, where have you been? How come you don't want to work here more? And that's really a rewarding feeling knowing that, that I made a difference in their dialysis treatment, that they remember me that one time I helped a month ago. So I think that I just love working with patients. I love having that continuity of care and that reward of them trusting me and wanting me to care for them. Well, and you know, I did, I wrote a book called Chronically Happy and, and the mm-hmm. topic's really chronically happy. Damn it. That was really, cause it takes a little anger to be happy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, especially with an illness, but in all of my research of happiness, um, it boiled down to one thing. It's impossible to feel unhappy when you feel appreciated. And it's so true. You know, a lot of times, sadly, patients like to complain instead of saying, thank you. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And and it's so important to realize that, you know, nurses, healthcare professionals are human. And, you know, we're experiencing a huge nursing shortage, uh, healthcare Uh shortage. And Uh it's because, you know, COVID about killed everybody. I swear to God, just from the workforce to, you know, emotionally killed people. Uh And so a lot of people chose to leave the field. There was more of a demand. There's more jobs now because of COVID. And, uh, you know, how do we really solve this? How do we get more nurses and healthcare professionals um, in the field? You know, when you find that answer, give me a call, okay? <laughs> um, I think, you know, to get people back, it's you have to have that passion. Mm-hmm. You have to have that want to take care of people and to make someone's day better. And if we don't have that passion, we're just not going to find long-term healthcare members, whoever that may be all the way from um, certified nursing assistants to nurses to dialysis technicians, we're never going to get there unless we can find those people with that passion and just know how much in dialysis you can grow. There's so many people that I've worked with that, like myself, for an example, being a dialysis technician, being an in-center RN, going into management, I think that that is huge um, for so many people to know that it doesn't just stop at an entry-level position and how much healthcare has to offer, um, and specifically for Cineas, for dialysis. 
Well, and you know, I, I think um, it's so important for people listening is that you could be a spokesperson like, hey, why don't you know, you have a niece or a, a nephew or you know, family member, anybody, friend that's considering a career choice or a career change, you know, say, hey, have you just thought about becoming a nephrology professional? Uh, do you want to be a nurse? And they're like, wow, tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure if there's some patient that's dialyzing at a clinic and they have a family member who wants to learn more about it or a friend, I'm sure that, you know, uh, somebody from the clinic would talk to them and, and tell them what it's like and what's involved. Because uh, I think when people hear those personal stories mm-hmm. of, um, wow, it made a difference to me, they kept me alive, then somebody else wants to be part of that story. So we I all agree. need to be ambassadors for the healthcare shortage, yes. everybody. Come work. <laughs> and, Come and, work for us. <laughs> and, you know, at least it's on the radar. I'm a big proponent of, you know, loan, um, you know, some kind of loan support or help or for people who are choosing jobs where there's shortages. Um, I really think we need to get get control. I mean, when I hear of the prices of people going to school, I just want to cringe. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, we we need, I mean, that's a whole national problem. It shouldn't be, you know, people choose a profession and, you know, they're stuck in it because they got to, you know, they may may decide they don't like it after 20 years and they can't Mm -hmm. change because they're they're financially obligated. Absolutely. And I think for anybody, you know, that's thinking whether you're just out of high school. I mean, for me, I started when I was 20, 19 or 20 years old, and I just wasn't ready to take the plunge to go to college. I tried and I didn't. And so I started at an entry level position in healthcare. I started in dialysis. Mm-hmm. And our company, Fresenius, um, has tons of opportunities at entry levels where we have tuition reimbursement. We have plenty of leadership that is willing to work with your school schedule. We're here to promote and educate within um, and grow within. So even at an entry-level position, or maybe maybe you're just like, you know what, I just want to get into healthcare and work as a dialysis technician. That's fine. But we offer amazing benefits and just a lot to go from at from the beginning to grow. You know, uh, it's it, it, there's a community in the kidney world. Um, for those of everybody listening, there's a lots of associations, American Nephrology Nursing Association. There's so many ways you can get involved, is, isn't it, Molly, where you can have a, a professional career with a community who supports you. I think that's one of the incredible benefits. Um, Absolutely. You know, you're not on your own when you're doing this. No. Yep. And and I encounter a lot of times people who are nephrology nurses, they worked in a clinic, then they decided to go into marketing. And mm-hmm. they work for a company and they travel all over. And of course, there's travel nurses where there's just not enough. So you could do anything if you become a nurse right now. I mean, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing how um, how many opportunities there are. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't even think I know all of them. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, you know, maybe it should just be a curriculum in school. <laughs> right? All of the things that you can do. <laughs> Everybody comes out being a nurse. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, and, and a mental health specialist. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, let's let's add a, add a little bit more, a couple classes, everyone, about, you know, I'm such a big believer in this, is that, you know, we just need to teach people more about the body and how to care for it in schools. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, just kind of understanding that a little bit better. Well, Molly, thank you so much for um, sharing your story and your passion. And and uh, I think that, you know, a lot of people who are listening, um, you know, and I, I think we, we all appreciate you so much. Uh, our nurses are our lifeline. We don't get where we need to be without wonderful, caring healthcare professionals. And, you know, we're so lucky that you've chosen this field and, you know, hopefully a lot will follow and have your amazing attitude. So thank you for your service to people. Oh, who thank have you so much. And, uh, and with that, I can't wait to see where you go next. Um, All right. I'll, but, I'll let you know, <laughs> you know, but I think it's, it's wonderful that, uh, you know, you have the attitude to inspire and help patients have hope. I mean, that's really what it's about and provide them the care so that they can go live the lives they were meant to live. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.